Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about how often people misremember where they were on a certain date, what Denisova Cave has taught us about human evolution, including the latest results from a huge DNA analysis, and how to remove pesticides from produce. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Hey, Ashley, where were you at 8 a.m. two Thursdays ago? Probably just in my house, on my couch. Aha! Guilty as charged. (laughs) Okay, I mean, maybe you've got some memory of what you were doing and where you were, but are you confident that it's accurate? No, not at all. Yeah, well, a recent study suggests that you are likely to misremember where you were at a given time, so you're not alone. And this fact does not bode well for criminal alibis. I mean, if you're listening to this, prove me wrong. You tell me where you were at 8 a.m. two Thursdays ago. I'm on Twitter. You know where to find me. Anyway, in a recent experiment, researchers at the University of Melbourne had 51 volunteers install a smartphone app. That app would track their location for a period of 30 days and record an audio clip every 10 minutes. I mean, yeah, that's still maybe a little creepy, but the participants did have the option to pause recording at any time for privacy reasons. Anyway, at the end of the month, the participants were given a quiz and they got questions like, where were you at 6 p.m. last Tuesday? And they could select their answer from four points on a Google map. So it was even multiple choice. Now, if you took this quiz, how well do you think you would do? Would you get an A, maybe a B plus? Well, on average, these participants were right 64% of the time. That's a D, or on some grading scales, an F. Some common mistakes they made were things like remembering where they were on a particular day of the week, but mistaking which week that day occurred in. Or they confused places they visited at similar times, like going to multiple bars in one night. Or confusing places that were linked by similar activities, like two different places they visited while listening to the same music. This research matters because a suspect in a criminal trial is expected to know exactly where they were on the date and time the crime occurred. This research shows just how common it is to get that wrong. Someone who confuses times and locations might be seen as lying when the truth might be that they just weren't doing anything memorable at the time. Our memories are fallible, and so are the stories we tell from memory. The researchers hope that their work can better inform how investigators ask questions and interpret answers from suspects. If people in the criminal justice system can better understand the types of memory errors that plague us all, then maybe they can avoid incriminating innocent people. And you don't need a great memory to know that that would be a good thing. Scientists just made an important discovery about human evolution in a spot known for important discoveries about human evolution. And they did it not with fossils or artifacts, but by analyzing DNA in the dirt. The results give us a much deeper understanding of when and how different human species once lived side by side. The spot I'm talking about is Denisova Cave in southern Siberia. We know that it's been occupied by hominin species like modern humans and Neanderthals for hundreds of thousands of years. We know this because fossils like teeth and bones of various human species have been found in the cave dating back roughly 300,000 years. 
The cave's biggest claim to fame was the discovery of the Denisovans, a now extinct species of hominin that we know mated with Neanderthals. We know that because of another find in the cave, a pinky bone that belonged to a child who had a Neanderthal mother and a Denisovan father. Scientists have also found stone tools, jewelry, and other artifacts in the cave. All of this suggests that the cave has a rich history. But so far, paleontologists haven't had enough evidence to put the whole history together. That's why these paleontologists turned to DNA evidence. By matching the DNA found in sediment layers with the relative ages of those layers, researchers were able to construct a log of who was in the cave and when. Here's what they learned. The first human species to arrive in the cave were the Denisovans, who produced the oldest stone tools found in the cave between 250,000 and 170,000 years ago. 190,000 years ago, as the climate cooled, hyena and bear DNA started appearing in the cave. The Neanderthals showed up toward the end of this period and shared the cave with the Denisovans, at least for a little while. The climate warmed back up 130,000 years ago, and at this point, animal populations shifted again and the Denisovans vanished. They didn't come back to the cave for 30,000 years. But when they did, they returned with different mitochondrial DNA. That suggests that they were a different lineage from the ones that had lived there before. In the youngest layers of sediment, Researchers found mitochondrial DNA from modern humans, along with Paleolithic tools. That's right, we modern humans joined the party too. Deep down, we're all cave people. Ooga chugga, ooga, ooga, ooga chugga. <laughs> you might have heard that you're supposed to rinse your fruits and veggies before you eat them, after you bring them home from the grocery store. Well, it turns out that yes, cleaning produce is good, but there is a right and a wrong way to do it. So here's a story from 2018 we rinsed off to make it sound fresh just for you. Cody, do you wash your fruit and vegetables before you eat them? I do now. I don't wash my fruits and vegetables very often. Sometimes I'll do it if I want to impress someone, but no, usually no. <laughs> it's like if I'm serving them at a party, I'll, I'll wash the strawberries, but I don't really care. Yeah. But also like I don't, rinse my produce because I'm not really sure that it's that effective. Today, we actually have some science about this and whether you really can remove pesticides from your produce and what the best way to do that is. Because that's the number one thing, right, is, what, is the pesticides. That seems to be most people's concern. Again, I don't wash my stuff, so I don't really have a concern. So first off, if you buy organic, then you're not off the hook. Organic produce is grown with pesticides, too. They just can't be synthetic pesticides. And a chemical can be just as unsafe, whether it's synthesized from scratch or perfected from natural sources. So listen up. Here's what the most popular produce washing methods actually do. First, a 2008 review showed that plain old tap water only reduced the residue from five different pesticides by 20% at most. And what if you use soap? Well, soap isn't meant for washing food, and it's not really clear how well it works against pesticides. Plus, soap usually has other chemicals in it, so even if it does get rid of pesticides, you might just be swapping chemicals. We don't recommend it. So how about commercial veggie washes? Well, a study from 2000 found that commercial veggie washes didn't do any better than tap water, so don't waste your money. Instead, you could try using vinegar. The Food Research Review found that washing tomatoes in a vinegar solution significantly reduced the residues of six different pesticides, 
some by as much as 94%. Try filling a spray bottle with one part vinegar and three parts water and see what it does. It's cheap, non-toxic, and might be sitting in your kitchen right now. But the most recent study showed that soaking apples in a baking soda and water solution for 12 to 15 minutes can remove almost every trace of pesticides from the fruit surface. If you have time, then this one's the winner for sure. And don't let an extra step stop you because science says you should eat your fruits and veggies if you want to live a healthy life. Hey, Ashley, let's recap the main things we learned today. Well, for one thing, we learned that it's really common to misremember where you were on a given date and time, which means that criminal alibis aren't as reliable as we might have thought. A recent study tracked people's locations for 30 days and then quizzed those people on where they'd been. And those participants were wrong a whopping 36% of the time. Yeah, I'm not going to take those odds. I feel like the amount that I use my phone and social media and like put things on calendars, I feel like I would do better at this, but it might be an illusion. Yeah, it's all those it's all those off times that uh, can really trip you up. Right. <sighs> okay, six o'clock two Tuesdays ago. I know I skipped a run with friends to get some work done that I hadn't gotten done. So I think I was home two Tuesdays ago. What about you? See, I literally don't go anywhere <laughs> during the week. Right. So, uh, you know, chances are I'm here. Chances are I'm here just hanging out. We also learned that scientists just ran a huge analysis of DNA in layers of sediment in Denisova Cave in Siberia. This cave was already a hotbed of hominin discoveries, and this new analysis tells us a timeline. The first human species to show up there were the Denisovans, then Neanderthals became their roommates for a while, and I guess they were really annoying because then the original Denisovans vanished, but then a different lineage of Denisovans came back 30,000 years later, and eventually modern humans came on the scene. I just hope at least one of them got their rental deposit back, am I right? You're right. I mean, you know, nail holes will get you. <laughs> You'd think if researchers can figure out who was in a cave 120,000 years ago, we'd be able to remember where we were two weeks ago. But, you know. Well, if I had DNA analysis at my disposal, I could do that, too. <laughs> That's true. And we also learned that if you want to remove pesticides from produce, then grab the vinegar or baking soda. A review found that washing tomatoes with a vinegar solution reduced the residue of some pesticides by as much as 94%. Just one part vinegar and three parts water. Or if you've got a little extra time, soak some produce in a baking soda and water solution for 12 to 15 minutes. That could remove almost every trace of pesticides. Just remember that organic produce is also grown with pesticides, so you gotta wash that too. I will say I have improved since we recorded this. I don't have a vinegar spray bottle or use baking soda or anything like that. I now run fruit under tap water because I learned that toxoplasmosis, which is the disease that you can get from Toxoplasma gondii, the parasite that lives in cat poop and other places, people mostly associate it with cleaning cat boxes, but actually you're way more likely to get it from eating unwashed fruits and vegetables. And since I am like very meticulous about washing my hands after cleaning the cat box... I realized I should probably be washing my fruits and vegetables also. So I do that now. Good call. And good on you for eating fruits and vegetables. Oh, I love them. 
They're great. Me too. Blueberries are pretty affordable right now, so I'm on the blueberry train. Let's go. Oh, it's still cherry season. It's just my weakness. Uh, I I can't stop eating cherries when they're in season. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Awesome. Today's writers were Cameron Duke and Ashley Hamer, who's also our managing editor. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Remember where you were when you heard this episode. And then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Thank you.